Recently at MedInfo 2023 in Sydney, I had the opportunity to sit down with two representatives from Daedalus, Dr. Michael Darweld, Chief Product and Clinical Officer, and Stephen Parrish, Chief Medical Information Officer for Asia Pacific. Daedalus are a global provider of healthcare IT solutions dedicated to improving patient outcomes and advancing medical research through innovative software. In this discussion, we talk about the release of Orbis in Australia, which is a comprehensive EMR system designed by clinicians for clinicians. We delve into the origins of Daedalus and their successful growth story across the globe. We talk about the importance of standardization in healthcare technology and the promise of AI and ML for the future developments in this space, plus a lot more too. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. This is Talking Health Tech with me, Peter Birch, featuring content and community about technology in healthcare. Between now and the end of June, we're conducting the 2024 Talking Health Tech audience survey. This helps us prioritize content, hone in key messages, and refine the show to make it even better. We also want to understand who the biggest cohorts of our audience are. So I'd love for you to take five or ten minutes to have your say and complete the survey. Everyone who completes it goes in the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of THT Plus membership credits to put towards a membership for yourself as an individual or to help get the word out about your company. The link to complete the survey is in the show notes of this episode or just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey. Thanks so much for joining here at the Daedalus booth. Thanks, guys. Sure. Thank you. So firstly, introduce yourself. Tell us who you both are and what you do. Maybe start on yourself. Yeah, I'll start. So I'm Stephen Parrish. I'm the Chief Medical Information Officer for Daedalus Asia Pacific. So I've been with the company just shy of two years. My background is in nursing. I did clinical nursing for 10 years before finding my passion, which was technology and being a geek at heart, then came into the technology world and we're doing that for gosh, 20 odd years or more. Yeah. Been CIOs at different places in Australia and New Zealand, worked overseas in the US, Malaysia, Singapore as well. So yeah. yeah. The self-professed clinical uh, technological geek, my kind of person. And what about yourself, sir? I'm a clinician myself, actually a nurse, to be frank. I started as a nurse, then became a doctor, specialized in trauma surgery. And I bumped into IT stuff and made it my future career path. I've been in the industry for quite a long time, mostly working for global health IT companies, including a stint at GE Healthcare over in States. I'm with Daedalus for quite a bit, and I'm their global chief product and clinical officer. That means whatever products we've got, it is my responsibility to make them sort of work. Yeah. And you're visiting here in Australia, right? I do, yeah. And where are you based normally? Out of Switzerland. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice, there you go. Actually, we were looking at pictures of head office of Daedalus before, and it's the, the views here in Sydney are nice, but it's not the same <laughs> as Milan. But uh, so a bit more about Daedalus. So people here at the MedInfo conference wouldn't know that you exist and perhaps know the brand and, and, and globally as well. It'd be great to get a bit more context in terms of what the company actually does and where you operate in. Yeah, so Daedalus is a private equity-backed company, which since 2016 grew 10 times. We did a few acquisitions, big acquisitions, and a lot of smaller acquisitions, and we are approaching a billion euro top line these days. We are operating in 42 countries across the globe, but the main activities are based out of Europe, where we do EMR, pass, in-hospital activities, but as well as in vivo diagnostics, imaging diagnostics, 
and even ERP in healthcare analytics, primary care, and patient engagement. Wow. Just to give a perspective, like if you would go to Germany, the likelihood to bump into our products in any of the given German hospitals is 70%. That's our market share oh, we've wow. got there. Yeah. When it comes to diagnostics businesses, for example, in France, 60, 70%, in Italy, 80%. We have 80% of the primary care market in Italy. Yeah. So we are big in Europe. Actually, class just quoted us number one EMR vendor outside the US. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. And but here in Australia, Stephen, Yeah, I guess what Michael spoke about was the history of Daedalus overseas, but we became part of that history about three years ago when DXC Healthcare got bought out by Daedalus. So we've been in Australia and New Zealand for 30 odd years Mm -hmm. as a company in various iterations. We've brought all that knowledge and experience of the New Zealand market with us into Daedalus. And so the beauty of that is we now have that knowledge and experience of this market, but the opportunity to bring products that are from Europe and yes. specifically Germany, etc., that experience of the socialized medicine sector and bring them into this market now. And DXC wasn't a small little corner shop either. That was no, it wasn't. No. The health business in DXC was just one part yeah. of what they did. In Daylis Healthcare is what we do, it's all we do. It's mm. our passion, it's what we're focused on 100%. Mm. So it's very different to being part of DXC where you're just one of the line items. Right. We are the line item mm. in Daedalus. And I imagine that would allow you to then really lean in and solve some problems. And what I hear and see at the booth here is a lot of talk about Orbis from Daedalus. And I love to, I know it's a product that's exist, existed outside of Australia. Is that right, Michael? And yeah. coming in. Firstly, tell me a bit more about Orbis globally. So Orbis is a product which exists since 1996. Okay. And it is now in its third iteration. And Orbis has been done three times from scratch. So it has give or take a thousand hospitals. 44% market share in Germany, a third of the uh, Austrian, not Australian, but Austrian market. Yes. We are active in Switzerland. We have 100% market share in Luxembourg, wow. huge, 30% in France. And we've entered the UK and Ireland with Orbis just last year. So it is a well-proven, clinically focused product, again, which is well-known, regarded in mainland Europe. And we are just now in our, as I said, third iteration. The latest edition, if you will, is all Fire-based, microservice-based, HTML5, mm. cloud-enabled, cloud-ready, cloud-deployed, all standards underneath. And the main mantra for what's behind Orbis, it is built by clinicians for clinicians using the, let's say, clinical UX usability principles. The Talking Health Tech podcast has evolved a lot over the years, all based on audience feedback. Now I need your help, yes you, to shape the future of this show. Between now and the end of June, we're running our biggest campaign to date in order to understand what makes the global healthcare ecosystem tick. Last time we ran our Talking Health Tech audience survey, we learnt 40% of our audience are clinicians, 77% of our audience tune in for professional development and market awareness. 8% of people listen to Talking Health Tech for competitor profiling, and only 2% of people listen to the podcast to fall asleep. And this time around, I can't wait to find out about your preferences for audio versus video content, which topics we should dive into more, 
preferences for hosts and formats and geographical reach and so much more. And don't worry, we'll be sharing all the insights once all the responses are collected as well. So if you're a supporter of Talking Health Tech and you can spare five or ten minutes, please complete our 2024 audience survey. And to say thanks for your input, everyone who completes the survey goes into the draw to win a share of $1,000 worth of credits towards THT Plus membership. Go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey or the links in the show notes of this episode as well. And I want to come back to that point in a second, Sue. But first, I want to just understand a bit more from your perspective, Stephen, knowing, you know, this market really well. Mm. Where do you see Orbis solving some problems in, say, the Australian, New Zealand kind of market? Yeah, I have been in the market a long time looking at various electronic medical records. And what I like about Orbis is predominantly the user interface, how a clinician would use the system on a day-to-day basis and how it's simple, Mm. how it gives you the information in a view that makes sense to you and what you're doing at the time. But more so than that, it has that footprint of overseas that provides some comfort that it has the depth, the breadth, and it has the experience to run systems and it's socialised medicine based. So I think that's really important for us in Australia and New Zealand. I think something that's more aligned with the way our system operates, our healthcare system operates, our market operates is really important. But as I said, probably the predominant thing is the usability for a clinician, it's based on workflow, it's based on how they work, not how we want to bill a patient or how we want to do some of those more administrative functions. It's based on how a clinician works to provide clinical care for the best outcome for the patient. Yeah, and that's interesting in itself, right? Because often the way a piece of technology is built is from perhaps from a technician's point of view or from the driver's point of view like you mm. say how the system is built how the finances work but both clinicians both know the space well why is it so important to you michael that you know these types of solutions are built it's nice to say for clinician by clinicians for clinicians but in the end you know there's still billing that needs to get done and there's still like a business that needs to be operated and often the software supports the business yeah how do you find that mix yeah, yeah however you have to make sure that you do not burn your most important assets you've got as a provider. And if you force folks to work with something which is adding to your fatigue, you will lose as a provider because you know you are burning your clinicians. And therefore, to provide the service you need to, to build those services will get impacted. Yeah. And therefore, to focus and to invest in usability, allowing folks to wanting to use the system, the wow factor, mm. I'm calling it. Yeah, it's a differentiator. Yeah. I mean, how, how often do you find it, Stephen, that, you know, you've got clinicians that are like demanding to use a system? You know, often it feels like <laughs> it can be forced down upon them, but it. it yeah, it depends on the clinicians. Yeah, you know, there's lots of IT focused clinicians out there that see something shiny. And my experience mm. as a CIO, they'll come back and want the next shiny thing. But then when you go into what's the problem they're trying to solve, and I guess that's the key for me is we need to understand the problem and then tie the solution to the problem. And Orbis allows us to build the workflows around the problem to solve it, not trying to hit a square peg into a round hole, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And I think about just generally in a hospital setting, and I'm just even thinking in Australia, so I'd love to hear from your side, Michael, about globally. You're in so many different hospitals and settings and on one hand as a technology provider you want to 
have it standardized, systematized, scalable, so that then you could just push this thing into every clinical setting and they use it as prescribed. But as we know, every single hospital is a little bit unique and they want all these kind of tweaks and changes to fit it into their system at a large scale, like a company like Daedalus. How do you find that balance between building a scalable solution, but also tailored to individual needs? We do see a almost total shift towards, hey, please help us to standardize. All right. So we have seen every single mom and pop shop sort of hospital wanting to do their own thing. That's mm. over. That's over. Right. These hospitals, small and large, are starting to ask more and more, hey, please help us to get those workflows, those guidelines, those standards implemented. Mm. And even though almost kind of, sorry for saying it, misusing a tool to implement their best practice standards, they do it. And that mm. is uh, what we see more and more. That's interesting. Like As you say that too, I'm thinking about how healthcare works generally. You have peer review and you're looking at what the best standards are. And often it's, if it's been demonstrated in one location, then it's something that's yep. capable here too. So I imagine that kind of applies to the technology and again well. a couple of years ago it was all about no we are special yeah. and special no that's changing interesting yeah interesting. are you finding that here too yeah look, i tend to refer to it as good practice as opposed to best practice because mm. the effort it takes to become best practice means that by the time it is best practice it's already outdated because something else is good practice that is surpassing it so we need to be more focused on good practice and good practice for the organization but standardize where possible but also have the ability to localize where it makes sense to what I find is large tertiary organisations don't work the same necessarily. They have, they have the same outcomes, the same processes they want to implement. Then a small rural don't have the same staffing, the same things in place to do the same things the same way. Still want the same outcomes, but we yeah. need to be adaptable for those different scenarios. That makes a lot of sense. And think about the future then for Daedalus and Orbis, and it's exciting that launching here in Australia with the Orbis solution and hearing all the great things happening overseas. What can we look forward to seeing from Daedalus over the next 6, 12, 24 globally? Orbis for sure is getting more and more built-in AI and ML-based decision support. Mm -hmm. We just started implementing medical device-regulated predictors, which are ML-based. In Europe, over there is a strict regulation in terms of what you can do and what you cannot do. Okay. And you have to go through what's called notified bodies to get those predictors mm. into real life. We went through it. It is published. It is being clinically trialed. And we do have it for acute kidney injury, for post-op delirium onset, and for non-ICU-acquired sepsis, for which we have a market within Orbis allowing to utilize all the data sitting in Orbis to make even more sense for clinicians. You're all Orbis. You're the face of Orbis. <laughs> You're the face of Orbis. Yeah, thanks. I didn't want you to say that. Um, That's why I said it. Yeah. Look, for me, the exciting thing is just being part of Daedalus as a global entity in that there's more opportunity for us to look at the Australian New Zealand market, see where their gaps are, and look at opportunities to plug those gaps with things that come out of Europe and the company and what we've done overseas. From an Orbis perspective, for me, it's about getting the first customers, taking up Orbis, being able to work with them to really prove the value of Orbis that we know exists, mm. but we need to prove that in the Australian New Zealand context. And so that's my focus for the next six to 12, 18 months. It'd be great to get a couple of customers on board so we can really 
shake up the sector a bit here mm. and show what's possible. Yeah, it's the right time, isn't it? It's an exciting place to be when you've got that demonstrated capability locally and now backed with the really good product that's also demonstrated globally. So looking forward to seeing how that kind of plays out over the coming months and beyond. So look, Steve and Mike, I really appreciate you making the time to have a chat in the busy schedule here at MedInfo today. Thanks. Thank Peter. you. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end of this episode. If you made it this far, you're the perfect person that I want to hear from. Our THT Plus audience survey is now open until the end of June, and I personally read every submission. In fact, if you leave a comment in the survey that you heard this promotion in a podcast episode, I promise I'll reply directly to you by email with a personal note of thanks, and I'll even buy your coffee next time I see you in person. It's pretty easy. Just go to talkinghealthtech.com slash survey and have your say. For more content and community about technology and healthcare, visit talkinghealthtech.com.